Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcome to Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Today's Truth Minute is taken from the book of John, chapter 19, verses 30. Jesus says, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. How do you know if you're ready to die? How do you prepare for that day and that time? Why are you afraid of dying? See, the reason why we're afraid is a quote by Steve Maraboli that says that, Cemeteries are full of unfulfilled dreams. Countless echoes of could have, should have. Countless books unwritten. Countless songs unsung. I want to live my life in such a way that when my body is laid to rest, it will be a well-needed rest from a life well-lived. See, when you haven't lived your life well, when you know that you haven't fulfilled your purpose in life, it is hard for you to join Christ in saying, it is finished. Think through your life, your process, everything you're doing, and say, it is finished because I have fulfilled my purpose on earth. That is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Welcome back again to the Amazing Truth Podcast. And uh, we are at season three, episode two. Uh, we just recorded part one of our amazing guest, uh, Mr. Valmi Karamera from uh, uh, from Africa. Let's call it from Africa, but yeah. he resides here. And we, had, we this season we're talking about a purpose-filled life. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So he's gone. We've gone through his journey uh, since as a from ten through the genocide, lost his parents, um, lived in Uganda, lived in uh, Tanzania and Kenya, and then he emigrates to the United States and then passes through Canada. And at, we stopped when he was at uh, 17, 18, 19 there. Uh, he's responsible for his family, taking care of his family, his grandma, and all this, uh, these other responsibilities that a 17-year-old is doing or should do, whatever that is. So we stopped where his dream of going to med school to emulate his dad was crushed. Yeah. And I don't know, Ezra, I'm giving people this... It, this introduction should have listened to. Well, I don't even know why you're but doing that. Just tell them. Yeah. The introduction. I say go back and listen. <laughs> and I'll, I'll start the whole thing. But today, to be nice. So today we are back with Valmi, and uh, we'll let him just say say a word, and then Ezra and I will will pick it up from, from there. there. Welcome back, Valmi. Welcome back. How, how how have you been? How have you been? And I've been well. It's good to see you guys again. Mm-hmm. It's good to be back. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me again. Okay. Right. So let's pick it up from. 
Valmy's lowest, one of the lowest moments. One of the lowest moments. One of the lowest moments is he's grown up thinking and desiring to be like his father, wanting mm-hmm. to go to med school. You know, he's lost both parents, but his dream of going to med school is crushed because of a misunderstanding that happens. So now, Valmy, how? Where do you go from here? You know, your dreams are crushed. Mm-hmm. Where? What next? Right, and uh, 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 you know. Um, Detours in life mm-hmm. uh, are great. Uh, they they have amazing uh, lessons. You know, we are an amazing truth the podcast, podcast. Mm-hmm. and uh, detours have amazing lessons. When you look at the children of Israel, they're taking a detour through the a forty year detour. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and uh, I I think when that happened, when that crushing moment happened, uh, again uh, I had to find something. Mm. To to, that's where the resilience. The 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 I gotta stand mm-hmm. and keep push, even though this I'm disappointed uh, on on this particular part. But uh, you know what? This is not the end. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I talked about having a tribe of mentors, yeah. having a, a a community. You know, it, it, no matter where you are in life, it's a it's imperative not just seek your family, but even people outside. Build a community of people who. You don't have to depend on them, uh, you know, financially, material, or anything, but just seek counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing I would advise young people: be robust in seeking counsel. Just see, go out, reach out to somebody. Hey, how would you do this? If you were in my situation, what would you do? Let me ask you a question, Valmi. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing you say is your network is your net worth to some extent, right? That's a better so, way to put so it. So let me yeah. ask you a question: mm-hmm. Name five people. Or either you can think of if you're comfortable, you don't have to. Sure. Who have influenced your life? Sure. Because you didn't have parents, you raised yourself, you're taking care of your grandma, sure. but you seem to have had this parental guidance from people who are not blood. Mm-hmm. If you had like, let's even say two, two or three people mm-hmm. that you can say that these people and how you met them and how that played out. You know, one sto- one one aspect I didn't tell you about uh, my story. There's a gentleman. His name is uh, 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 Gervais. Mm-hmm. It's a French name. Uh, after the genocide, I was in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, there was this government program to pay for all the orphans yeah. through high school. It, uh, in Rwanda at the time, high, even to this day, I think, or even Kenya or many parts of the world, uh, people pay for high school. Yeah. Um, so uh, you pay tuition, school fees. And that gentleman um, picked up the tab mm-hmm. and paid for me. Mm paid for my every i remember at the end of every semester i went to his house and i I didn't even mention what i needed i just told him school he didn't even ask for my grades Mm -hmm. he i just when i showed up i would stay for like a day or two and he would say okay you're going back to school i'll tell him when i'm going back to school before i leave and then he would hand me some money you were not related had no blood relationship. Uh, I would say he was a he was a distant relative. Okay, but still, uh, him to do, because you you have even me. I have uncles. I had great uncles. I have uh, aunts who had uh, one of my aunt is uh, in a country I shall not name. Uh, I mean, she was very well to do. Had multiple properties. In fact, one of the houses that the UN was renting, uh, she owned it. Mm-hmm. You know and. Uh, um, so she was well to do, but she never cared, mm-hmm. you know. So you had a person like that who walked in my life at a critical time and influenced me, you know. And uh, and this is where uh, you remember how we started kindness, mm-hmm. people showing you kindness. 
he did that to me. And then fast forward, um, where I am today, you know, I started working, started making my own uh, my, my own means. And I called him back. I said, how can I reward you mm. for your kindness? Mm. How can I reward you? So he told me things he wanted to do. We put together a plan, a proposal. We worked through and... You know, lest you forget, lest you forget, you forget your past, right? right? You basically. will know where you're going. So, yes. so this is one example. So, so you go back, you know, you inco- so how do you move on now? How do you pick up yourself? We, we're going back to support system. You're talking about right. your network is your net worth. How do you build it up from there now? So, uh, so do you end up going to college where, how, so and what? I, I, so, I, so I had applied to several schools uh-huh. away from where we were living. Uh-huh. And I remember uh, my aunt saying, you know, how are you going to leave your grandma? Uh-huh. And it I felt like, okay, you. this is your own mother. Yes, she's yeah. my grandma, but yes, she's your, your own, own mother, mother as well. Uh-huh. So now you're laying this responsibility on an 18-year-old mm. rather than allowing me to fly. Yeah. You know? But anyway, I ended up staying in the city, mm-hmm. enrolled in college, and then um, a friend introduced me to the Bible. Uh-huh. And throughout this my life, I had never opened the Bible until mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, they introduced me to the Bible, but I started attending an Pentecostal church, mm-hmm. and uh, um, but my my I, I still feel this emptiness. Mm-hmm. You know, my friends are partying. I started attending parties as well. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I'll sneak out. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, you're a teenager, you're gonna sneak out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll sneak out, and uh, you know, I had picked up uh, also the habit of smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, I, I guess as I mean, now you understand it. It, smoking won't do anything for yeah. me but you know I, when you're doing it it's like any addiction mm-hmm. you you think you're calming your nerves uh-huh. and that kind of stuff um so i would go and do these things you know i'm a teenager doing all this partying and but staying true to my responsibility and uh so i met this this uh this wonderful couple they were from rwanda mm-hmm. uh ezra you've met them yeah, yeah. and uh um i remember uh i would ask them questions life questions you know, and uh, the gentleman is an engineer. Another one is an accountant. You know, they have their families. And I would say that going to Canada, moving from Indiana, going to Canada, now looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. you know, um, I look and I say, you know, this was a providence of God. Mm. This is amazing providence of God. The detour to Canada, God had it. So I go there, I meet these wonderful people. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all the questions I had to make a long story short, they, some of them didn't have answers, but they, joined, they were genuine in their answers. Mm-hmm. So they introduced me to the Bible and I start studying with them. We studied the book of Daniel. And he, he is now the crushing moment. No, not the crushing moment. This is a, one of the highs of my life. Mm-hmm. So they introduced me to, uh, the, uh, to the Bible. And one of them does a study on the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. The, the prophecies of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, uh, the succession of empires. World empires. And I'm saying, are you telling me someone predicted these things? Mm-hmm. This cannot be. And he said, well, go to the library. Just go grab any book in the library. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, any historical book, Encyclopedia Britannica right, or whatever. So I go to the, uh, uh, the, the university library where I was attending college. And I go to the library. I pile through. I go through. I mean, I mean the way he's describing in the Bible uh, this is the way those sort of history is describing it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, of course, the purpose of our, our podcast is, is to, you know, not to 
not to describe yeah, dude, this is your story this yeah, is your story yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's not about you know is the bible true or not mm-hmm. you know i'm just sharing for me your story yeah, how your journey yeah. was so i say how could is there a god who can predict fu- the future so 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 right now valmi if i'm sorry to cut you mm-hmm. you are seeking to, to you, it's almost like you're still finding your purpose and right. and the question of god comes into the picture because you're right. asking about death yes. you're asking about what's the meaning of life right. you're asking why do i exist right. and, and and part of this is you're meeting people who are challenging you in a world view that you never experienced never before never experienced before wow. so so they're like they well have you considered this mm-hmm. there is a god who can predict predict the future 500 years from now mm-hmm. so i said well i need to authenticate this uh-huh. is this true can it is it reliable historically can uh-huh. it be true has these empires existed yep. and have they succeeded in such a way in such a detailed way right. that the, that actually to up to the point of strategic military maneuvers uh-huh. that some of these generals use to uh, to you know to uh, to remove uh, the uh, other empires and true enough right there in front of my eyes i remember sitting i remember as if, as if it was yesterday uh, or as if it is today sitting in the in the in the, uh, the university library and they say if there is a god who can predict the future mm. like this this is the god i want to serve wow so then what what questions come into your mind now there's this being there's this uh Bible. There's this book, yes, that has authenticated kind of the things. You what what questions now flood in your mind? I know there's question of death, but what else yeah. comes in your mind that you that you'd want to seek answers for? And, and as you're answering that, I, I just want to just echo from where we've come. You know, you've lost everything. You're living a day-to-day moment. Mm-hmm. Then you introduce into a concept of something or somebody who can talk about the future mm-hmm. to the T, mm-hmm. which is something that you don't have guidance, you don't have parents, you don't have anything, and it's almost like that void sounds like it's being filled. So these this seems like an does is it an would you call that an aha moment for you? It's like this is this is life changing something. Yeah, so like. in science they will call it a eureka moment. Uh-huh. This is a eureka moment. Suddenly the light come on. Look, there is a being uh, that would can describe the future. Uh, to the exact precision mm-hmm. that if there is such a being who can describe a future to this such a precision and details, this being is worth exploring. Okay, you know, and it's at my ha moment. I, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the library, and then my next step is I want to read the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. So I proceed to read the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so I'm reading the entire Bible. Of course, I'm not understanding anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm not understanding much. Yeah. But I say, okay, whatever detail I can grasp from this, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and that becomes one of the highest moments in my life because I find the question of death being answered. Mm. You know, uh, the that now death is not the end of everything. Uh-huh. So remember, as we began our, our previous episode, you know, if you don't know how you, if you don't prepare how you die, uh-huh. you you are not ready to prepare how to, to leave. Live. Yeah. You know. So now, wait a minute. Death is not the end of everything. If death is not the end of everything, that means my current struggle, mm-hmm. my current uh, suffering, whatever I may be going through. That means it's temp- temporal, uh-huh. temporarily. You know, it means it, it has an end. Yeah. There's an end to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and even death, which you'd consider the worst thing uh-huh. in life, is not the end. You know, uh, uh, just to digress uh, a bit, my wife has a saying uh, nowadays. She says, "You know, why do you seem so cold uh, about death?" Mm. 
and she's told me many times, you know, we'll hear a person died and she won't see a visible reaction to me. I say, you know what? I don't know. For some reason, I have come, I've, I've, I've made my, uh, my amends with death, you know, mm. that I'm not scared about death, mm. you know, uh, and uh, I, I've seen I've, so many people have died in my life mm -hmm. that now I, it, death doesn't scare me mm. because I've seen that uh, it's not the end of life. Powerful, man. <sighs> Listen. <laughs> Wow. You you need to write a will, my brother, because you're scared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We've talked you, about you, this you in the past, <laughs> right? I like but, that. But 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 yeah. I, 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 like the, like this is a defining moment of finding mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you look at how losing your parents, the journey of resilience, mm -hmm. the question of why is my existence in life, mm -hmm. the revelation to it in your own journey. To a point, today even your wife says, "You sound you seem very calm through this." Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's almost like we've dealt here in this podcast with people who are like wrestling with staying alive with the question, the concept of death. And that is why we are doing this. How do you find your purpose that you don't go to the grave with unwritten songs? Mm -hmm. You don't go to the grave with undiscovered, you know, gifts that you had. You don't, you know, live a life of trying to extend it when your time has arrived because you've not lived your life. So how do you discover that? That's Valmi's story. He discovered it for it. I'll challenge you as a listener. Have you discovered your purpose in life, or you're just living, Valmi? So, so, and and he's, a, you know, there's a, there's this uh, philosophical. I'll call it philosophical, uh, uh, back and forth. You know, does purpose mm -hmm. come before our existence, or does our existence bring out the purpose? Wow, e exactly. <laughs> So, you, what, no, no, so no, no, how you yeah, answer? Yeah, you yeah. can't ask us a question and just <laughs> go on. Let's 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 chew on that, right? You know, Kenan, I can't go fast. I have no. respect over you. No, does, <laughs> does, that, does does your existence bring out your purpose? Does your existence bring out your purpose? Oh, or actually, it, it's the other way. Your purpose comes before it, your existence. What comes first? What, what comes, comes first? first? Are you asking the, me? Yeah. Is, is it the chicken or the egg? Yeah, which is the question? First. Personally, on my, I'll, I'll go personal. I think my existence brings about my purpose because mm. as I exist, as I, I experience things and through those experiences, my purpose is built mm. and I define it and I change it every time, but I'm still the original purpose of my existence that defines the purpose. I'm changing it, but it still remains the same. So my experiences shape what my purpose becomes. That's All right. just me. For me, for me, I'm, I'm on the other spectrum. I think that my purpose comes before my existence. Mm -hmm. As, as, as a person who believes in the Bible and God, I don't think it was just an accident for me to exist. I think there was a reason why I, I am here today and there's a timeline why I have to exist and, and uh, for a certain purpose. And I think when I sit and I read stories of people through the scripture, you know, you find that Samson was born because he needed to fight with the Philistines. Right. You know, Moses exists because he has taken from Egypt to, you know, the promised land, which is Canaan. So I think for me, and that's why for me, it's very critical to find my purpose in life because otherwise I'm just living. You right. tell me, let's go here, I go. Let's marry this woman, I'll marry. Let's eat this, I'll eat. Because I don't have a purpose in life. Right. But if Ezra, I think we're saying the same thing mm. because it, eventually you, you you find your purpose. Uh -huh. you're, you, you, you're existing yeah. or you're found. But 
If you, you don't exist, your, you right. never find your purpose. So you're still for for me, my experiences help me find the purpose. For you, yeah. you exist so that you can find your purpose. So you see, we are we are marrying them together. It's never about us. You see what we've done. You see what you've done there. You set us on fire. But but I think it's as yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah. it's important for you to ask yourself: Are you existing the, because you're existing? Yeah. And the constant here is is, is there's a purpose that is a purpose found. That. Yeah, if you die today, will we miss you, or will we cry after yeah. two weeks and then you're gone? Because, you know, I was, right. was so just another person. The, the, the idea, uh, and this is consistent with nature, consistent with reality. I mean, um, I'm speaking in this microphone. Uh, the person who designed and made this microphone did not design this microphone, thinking, okay, once this microphone is in 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 use, then its purpose will, will come to to fruition. To, to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a he had a purpose for it, mm-hmm. and that's the way I also look at life. You know, uh, since we are speaking from the uh, perspective of uh, uh, Christianity uh, as Christians, um, that purpose God had to have a purpose for all of us mm-hmm. before we came into existence. Now, while we are in existence, that purpose becomes even more clear. Mm-hmm. Why? So, so, but the, our purpose begun before we existed okay and finding and 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 for me in the process of coming to realization there's a god who does this there's a question a question of answer it's okay there is a god who created me for a purpose now why did god made make me then i uh, you see wow see now that's deep I, theology i think this talking about talking about finding your purpose in life is becoming philosophical let us go to where we can relate the true sure, stories sure, right sure, right sure. So Valmi, you 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 have this aha moment. Poof, you're in college. Where's your grandma? So my grandma is there. So we're still in the same city. Okay. Yeah. So so you you discover this. Uh, how does life progress now when you come to this truth? You know now you are calm. You know your 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 question of death and perhaps this is the closure after losing your parents mm-hmm. and everything. How how does this change your worldview, the existence, the being, and the journey in life? So I, I think this. What are you studying in college, by the way, at this point? So this time I'm enrolled in a biochemistry program. Okay, biochemistry yeah. program. Uh, so I, at this point in my life, um, I think there is there is a, what I'll call peace, mm-hmm. peace in my life, uh, because finally the the questions I have wrestled with for a long time. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I have all the answers, yes. but I have, finally I have peace mm-hmm. and I have come. I'm, not, I'm no longer restless. I remember uh, several times my friends, some of them are still alive, some of them may listen to this podcast. Uh-huh. I mean, we will go to parties, clubs together. Uh-huh. And I remember one day I sat with one of my friends. I said, man, is this all there is to life? Mm. Because you go to parties, same people, same same faces show up, or sometimes a new guests show up, uh-huh. but you're you're dancing to the same songs. You, you uh, it's 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 a repetition. It's a it's the yin yang moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an endless cycle. So the question becomes: In life, are we um, are we uh, confined mm-hmm. to this cycle? Mm-hmm. In other words, is is life cyclical or is it linear? You know, mm-hmm. is it going forward? You know, are we just repeating emotions, emotions, and 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 events in events? So, and I asked my friend, you know, is this all there is to life? And I remember that began the moment where I I found I found no joy, no 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 the things that thrilled my friends no longer thrilled me mm. because finally I found what I would call. Uh, 
a constant in my life. Mm-hmm. I found a stabilizer in my life mm-hmm. uh, that those questions that have, have almost forever haunted me, mm-hmm. now there is, is what you call maybe a closure, mm-hmm. some sort of a closure, some some sort of a, uh, you know an existential understanding that, hey, life is actually different. And life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Like you can enjoy life. No. You know. So so far, uh, Valmi, are there any regrets yeah. at, at this point? Are there any regrets you at to where you are right now? Not in the story. Okay. Are there any regrets that you look like you regret saying, most? I mean, I, I can I could have changed this. I could have made a better decisions here. Definitely. I mean, uh, you, there are uh, places you think you could have made better decisions, but the way I have taken life is those are teachable moments. Mm-hmm. So really, if I, I won't say they are regrets. I would say those have been actually teachable moments mm-hmm. for me, you know, uh, rather than things I can look back and dwell, man, I wish I'd done that. It, there are stages in my life where, where I looked back and wondered, what if I went to the left mm-hmm. rather than the right? And, and I pondered on that. And then the more I pondered on that, I, I came to a realization, no, it, this is a wasting time pondering I should have gone left uh, rather than right, but what can I learn from that? You know, you know. I just want to bring in anyone who's listening to this, and you're wondering. I, I hope you're asking yourself, why are you? Why are you? You know, are you leaving your purpose? You know, I, I think the most, um, and I don't want to divulge this to me. I think my aha moment is when I had my car accident. Mm. And you know, I'm lying there in North Memorial and, and my folks come and they look at me and, and it's the first time in my life I almost see tears in my father's eyes and that's someone I've never seen cry, you know. And and the doctor says, yeah, you know, he this this could have been worse, you know, da 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 and he goes through the spiel. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man. And I remember that time I was also uh, you know, partying and doing everything. I remember the only song that came to mind was Why Me, Why Me, Lord, by Shaggy. Like, why, why me? Like, like trying to find myself in that very act in that very moment. And I think most people, and, and I want to speak to the young people, is that there are things you're brushing, there are voices you're hearing, there are questions you're asking yourself. Those are not questions for you to, 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 to uh, suppress. Those questions are there to help you to define and find yourself. You might not have the answers right now, but if you need a mentor like Valmi, you know, you need, what did you call that book again? You know, a tribe of mentors. A tribe of mentors, right? Find those mentors, people who you look up to. Don't argue for the sake of just winning an argument. Don't just try to defend your things because you're doing those things because you're a sum total of the decisions that you make. Who you are today is the decisions you've made in your life. You, you know, you made something, you said something very profound. You say if you're a young person uh, wrestling with, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z questions, do not suppress those questions. And I wholeheartedly believe we ought to pursue those questions to their logical conclusion. You know, some questions are lifetime pursuit. And I think therein lies the happiness in life that actually I'm content where I am, that I'm happy with the life I'm living because the most important questions you know, recently, during this pandemic, we've seen uh, uh, Jeff Bezos' divorce. We've mm-hmm. seen uh, Bill Gates' Bill divorce. Gates. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, somebody made a comment, you know, there are questions in life that money cannot answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, you have $200 billion. And those $200 billion cannot solve this one 
question. So there are questions in life that no matter what career you take, no matter how much money you have on your bank account, cannot answer. And that's why you say, but those questions are worth the pursuit. Right. You know, are worth getting off the television, are worth getting off the video games and actually actively pers- uh, pursue these questions. Um, one thing I, I wish I'd done as a young person, if I was talk to a younger me, mm-hmm. one thing I could do better, I would read more. <laughs> Even the older me. <laughs> That's what I would do. Why? I Why? would read that. more. Why? Because I have come to find that um you engage different people. You engage different life experience mm-hmm. and uh, certainly some things become clear. You I mean like uh, the conversation with uh, uh um Tuesday with Mori, you know, uh, this this dying teacher saying you know if you're not prepared to face death you're not prepared to live so I, the question is how many people if you if you could ask in the world how many people are prepared to die not many not many so then the question are they prepared to live so even so so when you do those reading it allows you to see other people's perspective on life I, I think before we go to break, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned something about smoking, mm-hmm. and I want to know how how did you well, how did you quit? Are you still smoking? Oh, I used to. Oh, did I used to smoke? <laughs> <laughs> there's someone out there who's saying because <laughs> there's someone out there who's saying I I, I don't drink, yes. I don't smoke weed, mm-hmm. I don't do this, I only smoke right. cigarettes. So and that's a it's a vice in itself. Like sure, it's, sure. It's harmful. So how did you? Smoke? And that, that's a good question because I never smoked weed. I never uh, drink. I only smoked, and that's the strange things. Usually the combination is that you drink and smoke, right. but I was only smoking, and uh, and that's that comes back to once I found there is a person that the God can predict the future to this precision. He can be verified historically. There is archaeological evidence. And then I said, okay, Lord, God, if you're there, I'm praying. I wanted to quit many times because it was costly, not only financially, but also my health and that kind of stuff. And literally, I got on my knees for the first time. I said, God, help me quit. Mm. I, I still, it was December 2000. 14, four, four, I believe. Mm, December 4th, 2014. The, yeah, Dece- December. I forgot the exact date, but it was December. I got on my knees. It was in my little apartment as a college student. And when I got off my knees, I never touched a cigarette since wow. 2004. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. And, and you know, it, I, so sometimes at the lowest points in my life, even uh, subsequently, what I would call really minor moments, uh, lowest moments, I go back to God, if you could do that for me, because no medication, no no treatment you can go through that can 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 give you power to quit. You know, talk, people talk about self-will, the power that you can do this, self-help books. But addiction is bigger than that. You know, whether it's a drug addiction or alcohol addiction or sexual addiction, pornography addiction, whatever addiction, because your brain is rewired, you know, and that's that's what happens. Our brain is rewired. So if you change the structure of the brain, you change its function. And our brain, when our brain is rewired, and so the, the, you can imagine the neurological functions change. And so that's why it's so hard to quit addiction it's it becomes the essence of who a person is mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and that's where I realize there is power, the power of God. The power of God to transform our lives. And if God can do it for me, then he can truly do it for me anything that I can ask him to quit, to stop. And so if a person is addicted and is listening to us, um, that's what I would encourage. You know, seek God's help first and foremost. Yep. Now you have it. That is Valmi's journey. That is his story. How far he has come. Again, if you're joining us halfway, uh, lost parents at a young age, relocated couple countries, uh, became a caregiver uh, for the grandma, you know, making decisions in life, asking tough questions. And here we are. He has found his own answers to those questions. We're going to take a break and then we'll be right back as we pick it up and start winding up from there. Right, all right, all right, all right. Um, thank you guys for tuning in again for season three, episode two. Uh, we are continuing with the journey of uh, purpose-driven life. How do you find your purpose in life? And uh, we just want to let you know that as, as we went for a break, as you all know, we missed the month of May. We didn't have much to do because we had to, you know, reflect on what we had had. So as we come back in season three, this is Amazing Truth Ministries and uh, the podcast is just one arm of it. So you'll be seeing more, greater, better things and we want you to be part and parcel of this. So your journey, your story, you know, something you want to share that can uplift and bring joy to a dying world, hope to a hopeless person. Uh, this is the place to be. Hit us up at uh, amazingtruthpodcast.org. Send us an email at amazingtruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on our, uh, in our handles, uh, Instagram, same, same, same name, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify. All same names. All yeah. same names. So yeah. find us there and link up with us. Question for you, Ezra. So you're saying there's a name change. It's a growth. It's not an growth. It's a growth. So we are the Amazing Truth, Truth Ministries. Ministries. What yeah. are we going to do? What, uh, what? Man, we have a couple of things lined up. Not only the podcast, of, of course, is a good place to start. We already started talking about support group for people who are struggling with whatever challenges they're going through. We're talking about serving the community, getting downtown every now and then, and uh, providing meals to uh, people on the homeless. And we can do that in a podcast format. Right. So there's plenty of opportunities coming up for you. And, you know, get a T-shirts, T-shirts are coming out. Get a mm-hmm. T-shirt, get a plug. Uh, we'll check our website. You can register for our event so that we can be out and change the community, give hope to a dying world. All right. All right, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, excited to start winding up, Kenan. Start winding up this 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 uh, is episode uh, that we have been doing with Valmi. Again, what are you hearing, Kenan? You know, I what is standing out in the past two you know episodes we've done? What stands out for me is that you know there's a place in life where you have to make a decision of what you're going to do mm-hmm. and what lies ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And one thing also that stood out for me is that. You know, all these episodes we've done, there is a moment where our guests have had mm-hmm. a hard moment. A with, with, and with, 
with a higher being or with mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. For him, it was that in his apartment when mm-hmm. he decided to quit. And so there's a point in life where you have to pause and say, I need to change. Where the decision is ha- you personal. Have practically make that decision yes. it resonates with you personally, personally and you move on with it exactly it's That's not it's not because i read this book it's it's you know if i can go back to the previous season you know i saw that night he wakes yes. up and it's like I, I this thing has to go you know dan ko when he's is ra- lying in hospital and the nurse asks him and says what are you doing and in that voice is like i just need to stop this you know if i can go back to you know Vic, and and all the guests who have come like everybody, everybody has a has, moment in their right. life where they have this aha moment where they make that a decision life-changing a life-changing moment, moment. Yeah. and i think as a young person and any person who's listening you know you have to come to that point and make that decision for yourself that was me what stands out for you what's uh, see you made it make found like it was ours <laughs> <laughs> that was my <mine>. <laughs> <laughs> I, i think for me what stands out i think in context of our guest is very philosophical mm-hmm. uh, high very high level with practical you know uh gems that you can take off and you can think he leaves you thinking he leaves you thinking and processing right yeah. like that question the ch- egg or the chicken which one came first right. and i think i, I think get, getting you to think and i think for me why that stands out is in this generation because of entertainment there's a lot of people who don't pause and think mm-hmm. you know they're very instantaneous spontaneous you want food you go to a fast food you know you want to fly fast you go to the fast lane in the, at the airport you know you want to read you put uh, audio you know everything is very fast paced but there's no that reflective piece in it so what stands out to me is that when it comes to defining and finding your purpose in life it can be made just where you're not intentional reflective purposeful for you to sit and think you know how to make those decisions in that purpose in life so let me ask let's jump in it's not yeah. about us uh, yeah, well. you always you, you yeah. always take me into it it's not my fault <laughs> you know i have a struggle I talking know, yeah so <laughs> please, let's bring in uh, a valmi so my question is mm-hmm. to you is that for you the bible and god was your anchor mm-hmm. and was that that made you you know make this amazing journey that you are on right now but there's some people who are not there yet mm-hmm. so what are some of the practical ways that you that you can give also some of the tenets that practically someone can use to make these mm-hmm. decisions that are life changing you know um i think the first thing we ought to recognize is that our journeys are different mm-hmm. our journeys are Uh, Ezra, can, can, your journey is going to be different from mine. Mm-hmm. At, at the point where you're going to meet God is going to be different from you and mine. But there's one thing that is common to all of us. Even though our journeys may be different, you know, people tend we tend to define and you see it as a uh, as a parent, you tr- you want to define the career of your child. Hey, go to nursing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of immigrants sending their kids to nursing. as if one size doesn't fit everybody mm. right but when it comes to decision in general in life there are simple steps you can take and i think i can i, I can distill it in four yeah four one is you have to have a clear objective what what is it you want to accomplish So so let's walk through this as a practical steps for yeah. the listeners like right. for some young person who's listening. So so number one, you have to have an objective. Right. So pausing and saying my objective in this month, my objective in this 
academic here my objective like like you have to have an objective in everything you're doing you have to have an objective right. you know uh, and and it goes back to the question you to, to what you say to young people um you have questions mm-hmm. you have questions about life mm-hmm. that could mm-hmm. be your objective mm-hmm. is to find answers to those questions answers to those questions or, or if you're struggling to with with whatever addiction your objective could be how can i stop that that can become how an can objective I, yes it has to be practical a, yes all right so, if if you're struggling with to physical health how can i plan and get to physical health Kenan, i'm talking to you here, right <laughs> <laughs> so i need to have that right. objective all right yeah. mm-hmm. so you have to have a clear objective mm-hmm. and then from there you begin to map uh how to accomplish that objective and this is what i call you 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 do you gather facts mm-hmm. you know because you have to be objective if you want to accomplish your goal mm-hmm. okay let me gather facts mm-hmm. number one, okay what is there about um uh, let's say you know what i want to create a new drink mm-hmm. that nobody ever tested before but i know this drink you know mm-hmm. then what ingredients would that be so you gather facts let me ask the experts let me seek mentors let me seek advisors people to advise me but you have to be uh, what i would call intellectually honest mm-hmm. you have to be very honest with yourself really and uh, you, because let's say you ha- you are an addicted you say i want to overcome my addiction mm-hmm. That's the objective. Mm. But then you start, okay, how do people overcome these objections? Or, I remember or, or, I or, or listening to people who have overcome or listening, books yeah. of people have written. Okay, you I, remember? I'm, go- I'm going to give you a practical example. I have a friend. We're still good friends today. Mm. We were in school and my friend was addicted to pornography. Mm-hmm. And he was blunt. He said, man, I'm addicted. I need you to help me. Mm. And you know what he did? Mm-hmm. He went and found this website. I think you paid a minimum fee or whatever. He found this website that this website would track every place he went online. And that website would inform me as an accountability partner mm. that, hey, he went to XYZ website and I will call him. So years, it's been over 10 years. It's practical. Yeah, mm. it's been over 10 years. He, we talk about it. So I say, hey man, what happened? How did you overcome? I'm interested, you know. Say, so, you know, you became my accountability partner. You know, I didn't, it didn't mean that I stopped, but I was willing to open up to somebody. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that we have also a lot of mental issues that are happening, people are closed in. Mm-hmm. They're not opening up to anybody. Mm-hmm. Even those addiction, people are hiding them. They don't want the, somebody to know them. Mm-hmm. But the key is being vulnerable and open up to somebody. Right. Hey, be my, accountab- uh, my accountability. But even me as accountability i still believe this 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 gentleman he's one of the most spiritual the most godly person i know mm. you know but it, as an accountability partner i'm not going to judge him i say mm. and look at him in a lesser light because what he struggles with i could be struggling with it too tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah. you know so but he's opened up to me and i become an accountability partner for him so you see this was say you seek advice you seek experts to help you you seek a people who hold you accountable to to the goal you've set you know because it your goal is not just going to help you alone mm-hmm. it's going to help also other people mm-hmm. progress in life so so i just want to bring this home to the mm-hmm. audience so just want to kenan you know i think that let's make it simple practical for a young person who's going to college mm-hmm. you know they know they want to go to college but you find that 
year three, this is when you start saying, what college do I want to go and why? And doing that, that research for that college that you want to go to, right? Mm-hmm. You want to grow, advance in your career. Why and how does this fit into my values in life? For example, I have children who go to school this time. Does this fit in within my family setting? Like like those objects. It seems like sometimes we apply for those jobs, then we find them, we start finding the schedule. Like mapping out is, is, is a critical part. You know, like... Um, and I think one of the struggles I can speak to myself, I mean, Valmi and I have lived together and stuff, is 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 I, I, I think that the hardest part in life when we talk about purpose-driven life is is simply because everybody wants instant answers. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to know where they'll be 5, 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. And when you're not getting there, you get frustrated about that. And when you've not defined who you are yourself, you people define you, and now you have to live and fit in a certain cocoon, then you get depressed, you get frustrated. So taking control of your life, mm-hmm. being in charge of your life is, is, is a practical step. So number one, create an objective. Number two, Map it out. Okay. So seek, ex- uh, 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 gather the facts. Okay. And uh, gathering your facts, including seeking experts in the field. Uh-huh. You know, if let's say you're choosing a college, uh-huh. uh, wh- why should I go to uh, University of Minnesota versus University of Houston? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you uh, well, there's a distance, there's scholarship involved. Uh, you know, Cost all these. So, so so you weigh. You know which one has more advantage versus the other, but also listen to other people. A per- person who have gone to that school, talk to people who have gone to that school, talk to people who have gone to college. You know what is it like living on college campus versus, you know, a lot of young people who go to college these days they want to get away from home. Mm-hmm. But have you considered, if especially if you're not, if you don't have full scholarship, have you considered the cost of staying in the dome where you could have stayed home? With uh uh with the free uh food free everything really staying home and you just focus on on your school you know so many young people don't consider that as an expense down the road especially when they have to pay for the uh, student loans to pay back those student loans okay so and then too so gather the facts and then second is that so so you gather the, so you have a clear objective gather the facts and then and, and number three you have to have a worldview. Mm. That 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 you va- evaluate those decisions based on, you know. So you need to have a wall of you. Yeah. You know, listen as they listen. We told you we are coming back better, stronger, better. <laughs> you know, this is this is highly, this is practical. This is intellectual. We, yeah. we we're not here just to get your emotions mm. riled, but we also actually want to see you actually successful right. in life. Right. We want to see you actually successful. So I hope that as you're listening, you're thinking through your life. Do you have objectives in life? Do you have goals in life that you've set? Have you got thought of people to talk to about those things? And and and, and are you mapping those out? You know, and how do you get there? I'll, I'll give you an example i have a, a, a brilliant friend he's uh he's an aerospace engineer and uh me you roll with Ezra, people Ezra, we, me Ezra, Ezra, you are my friend i think with rebranding i should have rebranded my friend too <laughs> are you on. trying to say you want Vami to be a co-host <laughs> yeah. now? We'll talk later, Vami. But yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did not come to create a <laughs> 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 oh, It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I bring laughter. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a very good friend of mine, and he's, he's a brilliant guy. I know that guy, by the uh, way. And, uh, Cha, uh, saying. <laughs> and uh, um, I remember one time he was, uh, he was accepted in, that, in a PhD program, 
and uh, he had a scholarship from uh, one of top government institution to pay for his entire doctorate program. But one of the things they wanted him to study was uh, the use of laser in uh, in a, in conflict in a war zone. So being a Christian, he asked himself, "Look, I'm going to contribute to to the formation or to the usage of uh, laser in uh, to kill people, basically." So he had to quit the mm-hmm. program. I don't think I know that one. <laughs> so 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 what? Wow. I, the reason I share this is because. He Your had to view. weigh the decision yeah. based on his worldview. World view. Yeah, he he's not he doesn't believe in killing people mm-hmm. uh, for whatever. He's a pacifist, what you call a pacifist. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I study this, even though they are, you know, my my ways paid all the way, mm-hmm. and I want to get the doctorate, I want to get his PhD. Mm-hmm. So he decided not to do it mm-hmm. for. That reason. So that's what I mean by having a worldview. And for us who are Christians, you use that worldview is to basically have a biblical worldview. Okay. Yeah, for us who are so, Christians. So, so yeah. assuming there's someone who's listening to this podcast who doesn't have those values, and you know, because because the audience, uh, everyone listens, right? Sure. So how do you? Uh, so so the essence you're saying that everybody needs to develop whatever, however they create their worldview, they need to have some principles that yes. guide and help them because these. Uh, there's, there comes a time. What is making you to choose this job over the other? Mm-hmm. Do you have values that this job is going to affect, and how do you do that? I think the unfortunate part is that maybe we just need to even talk about values. What is values? How do you create those values? Mm-hmm. How do you standardize your values? Right. Because I, I had a conversation with a young person, and the young person told me, "Yo, Ezra, I want to pierce my ears," and I was like, "You know, cool. I mean, I, I, so." And then I asked them why. And they're like, you know, it's cool. It looks good. It looks beautiful. It's like, you know, I see people and stuff. So they're grown up, you know, they're never there. You know, they, they've gone through college, never done that. So they, they asked and said, why? They, they answered that. Then I asked them, is that, the de- is that how you make your decision? They said, uh, what do you mean? I asked them, if 10, 15 years from now, prostitution becomes the thing that looks beautiful, everyone is doing and it looks cool, will you do it? They're like, no, I can't do that. I say, why can't you do that? Because it's, 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 it's not... It doesn't feel right. It's not. And then I said, but the reasoning why you're doing this right now is not because it's not right or wrong. It's not your worldview. It's because everybody else is doing it. It's not your own decision. So the things that we do, they're not necessarily wrong or right, but the how we got to that decision making is and going to influence how we make every decision in life. And Ezra, what you're raising is uh, is a critical. Uh, it's a critical aspect of a decision uh, uh, decision making mm-hmm. because they are uh, they are mental decision, they are emotional decision. There are different types of decisions people mm-hmm. make, mm-hmm. and uh, and some some of the decision hardest decision to overcome to overcome are emotional decisions. Mm. I just like it. I just like it. It looks good on me. It looks good on. He's me. cool. So it's hard to. He's cute. Yeah, that that's why to to be to be honest to be rational to to really progress better in life we're talking about now the quality of life mm-hmm. to have a better quality of life you have to have uh, a system of decision making mm-hmm. that when a person comes and challenges there are reasons you have made it. I, I, I like it it can just suffice mm-hmm. you, you, you see because someone can say I just like to kill people. Mm. 
Now we're getting to the ethical yeah. parts of so, life. The yeah. ethics of life can also come in because yeah. he's killing okay, but I like it. Yeah. How would you stop me from killing? Right. Or your 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 loved one is in hospital and they they want to, you know, plug off the machine so that they right. die and your philosophy, how do you make that decision that very moment? So, so that's as a young person, I think you just begin simple. Be honest with yourself. That's where it begins. Be really honest with yourself, you know. What is it you want to accomplish? What are steps you're going to take to get there? That's why if you can you take your journal or you take a piece of paper, map it out. You know, we're talking about practical. I, uh, step one, step two, step two. I remember years when I, <laughs> several years ago when I was in college, they used to give us this uh, calendar. Mm-hmm. And you would write in all your courses, what time they are, when their exams are going to be. That's your roadmap towards the finishing the semester. But you, know? But, but you know, the interesting thing about that is that people go to college to get a job. Mm-hmm. But really, the reason why colleges exist is, is to teach you practical life skills, to right. wake up by yourself right. in the morning. Right. You know, it's not like in high school where the teacher is in your case. In college, you choose to show up to class. You know, you choose wh- when you'll do your assignment. You right. pace yourself. It teaches you life skills. You cho- you pick your own classes according to your schedule and values and everything. But most people will come and say, I have a 4.0, but don't have life skills, life skills. that they can use and, in, in, in life. And I think what, what both of you are saying is that you st- you still have to find who you are right? yes. and find what works for you and that's and the worldview right you have to you have, have a, right. you have to have the foundation of the worldview that that's the, that's the foundation of the house you can't say you know what i'm going to live in a house and it's just only the rooftop but it has no foundation mm-hmm. the worldview is the foundation and then you build from there and even the decision making because here's the critical thing how we develop our decision making in life, especially in the young ages, in teens, in 20s, that's how we're going to make decisions in our 30s, 40s. 40s and and 50s. 50s. So beyond just going to college, understand that I'm going to college uh, to learn not only to graduate and I go work eight to five, you know, or I get 12 payments in a year, you know. Mm-hmm. Understand that you want to find how can I improve my life? Mm. It's not about that paycheck. It's not about that paycheck. It's not about just uh, just uh, uh, going to work eight to five. It's not just ha- having a title behind your name. Your name. Because you'll be surprised how many people have several titles behind their name, but they can't put one, two together. That's true. You know? And so, and, and uh, if I can finish this quick note, uh, you, you, you have to, de- as a young person, as you go to college, as you do this, develop a habit of refining your decision-making system because it's going to impact you. I saw it, uh, Ezra probably can, 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 uh, can attest to it. I saw it when I was making key decisions in my life. This is a post now. You know, my grandma dies uh, down the road in two, twenty two uh, thousand I believe, seven or six. Uh, she dies, and again, I'm by myself. Now I have now to depend on those experts, what I call experts, to help me through life. But if I was not open to them, mm. if I was not, I, I laid all the facts, you know, check my blind spots. Do I have blind spots? That's why I say the system of I like it. Will crumble when will, put no, into it test. It will crush you. Yeah. But when you have these outside experts, the outside accountability, if you have, as a Christian, if you have the Bible, you check the Bible. Is this what I'm doing, lining up with the will of God? And this helps you make better decisions. All right. So we want to start winding up here, sure. Kenan. Yeah. Uh, 
today we are talking less uh, coincidentally <laughs> but it's, it's actually, but 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 let's let's i just want to anchor these on um a couple of things one is i want you to pause as you listen to this podcast and i want you to ask yourself these following questions who are your friends and why are they your friends in other words the question i'm asking what's your world view that you used to choose your friends i want you to pause and ask yourself what career are you in today and why are you in that career what if the why that you answered if let's say it's financial reason was crushed will you still stay in that career or will you have to change it because of that I want you to start thinking and processing through every decision you're making. If you are choosing tonight to go out and party, why are you going? Is it because your friends asked you or is it because it's a key decision that has a a a positive whatever it is, how do you arrive to that decision? I am going to stay home today versus I am going to go out partying versus I am going to go to this college versus I am going to have you as my friend in a circle versus out a circle. How did you arrive? In other words, what is your yeah. world view? How are you making those decisions? Because that will set the tone and the stage for laying the foundation of your success in life canon yeah so yeah i mean we've 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 shared a lot i think we as as young people and we focused on young people here but, it but is, let's let's bring everybody right, in yeah now. but but for young people it is it is at that point where you are you have the 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 ability to kind of shape where you're going mm-hmm. you know you still have a lot of years ahead of you some of us you know but still for everybody find what works for you by looking at other people and making decisions for yourself because you can say I look at Valmi and oh he's a he's a jewel I should follow him but mm-hmm. still look at people get those mentors but still make your the own decisions decision. right so. and whatever material whatever mechanism you use to make that decision depends on you for Valmi was god mm-hmm. for some people will be that mentor mm-hmm. so find that avenue that allows you to make that decision for yourself and then once you take you have a world view mm-hmm. take those steps mm-hmm. pra- be practical and saying i am going to houston university of houston to study this mm-hmm. and do it be mm-hmm. practical about what you're doing because that remember we started with names mm-hmm. and valmi and why he's, he's and he's he said he wouldn't change that he wouldn't change it so yeah. don't change your name or, or change, change if it's actually right. dragging don't, you down right, don't yeah don't maneuver through it sink mm-hmm. with it go with it swim with it and just because your name is who you are and mold yourself with that so as as we wind up i want to get party shots for i want to bring valmi in as we yeah. wind up but i want to say this as we wind up somebody told me this somebody said that there is there is ken and will only be one ezra other people might share the same name with you but they can never be you can never be you they can never be you and they told me nobody can even change you not even god himself can change you because the decision you make they're yours you internalize you own those they're yours so i'm going to ask valmi this as we part uh, as a parting shot for you is you raised yourself pretty much you had the the, the support system of uh, the experts the mentors the, the people who adopted brace you know we haven't even scratched the surface because <laughs> i know you <laughs> i know i know there's a lot of things that we've a le- lot of things that we've left out that i think would have been valuable but let me ask this question you're a parent mm-hmm. you're a husband you grew up without uh, your parents mm-hmm. what would you do different to your children 
having walked that journey by yourself mm-hmm. and your wife? Um, you know, that's a, that's a very important question uh, and interesting. Um, I think one thing I missed growing up mm-hmm. was uh, having uh, just that uh, parental love. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, and that's the beauty and the amazing uh, thing about God, he brought in people who became uh, parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, they never denied me anything they gave to their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this day, I call them mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You know, because of just the amazing love they powered into my life. And they've been uh, critical in every decision, major decision I've made in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were there. And I can, looking back, I'm just grateful. Mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful. And today I sit here. You know, I'm in my late 30s, uh, and I'm just, I can say I am truly grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful. I think I've had an amazing life, you know, amazing, interesting life, but it's been amazing and uh, fulfilling. And uh, uh, I'm very happy where I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think where my life is today. And looking at my family, my wife, my children, uh, the greatest thing I can give them, or what would I do different? I think they, I won't say something to do different. I think if I can do it more, mm-hmm. it would just to be there for them mm-hmm. and just giving as much love as they would deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up and remember that they had a parent who loved uh, who loved them. One greatest memory I have of my mother uh, is is looking at my mother sacrificing for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like sh- how to, the length she would go to make sure that all is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that has forever stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So if there is anything I can do more, not different, but more, mm-hmm. it will be uh, be there for them, show them love. Now this podcast will be here for a while because we are saving it, we're putting it in the cloud and stuff. If we don't wish, we don't hope, we don't pray for that, one day if you're not there what will be your parting shots to them if they have been listening these many many years or even for your grandkids right. what talk would you tell them talk to them talk yeah. to them it, it will be exactly like the lesson that watched my my mother uh, or even my now adopted parents uh, do is uh, what children remember is the time you spent with them is I want them to remember that I spent time with them, mm-hmm. that I love them, mm-hmm. and uh, that I uh, their sacrificial choices I made mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. to make sure that they thrive, mm-hmm. to make sure that they are happy, mm-hmm. and uh, to make sure that uh, when they too grow up, mm-hmm. when they remember their childhood, mm-hmm. they remember it as a joyful moment okay. in their growth. So you want to be there now. Lael and, uh, you know, the sister, just want to say this to you. We love you. Uh, Valmi, thank you. Uh, thank, uh, shout out to your wife for allowing you to be here with yes, us today you. and, uh, you know, be part of this. I think amazing wife. Amazing, amazing wife. Amazing <laughs> wife. <laughs> you know, one thing I'll say is that uh, I just want to say thank you to them for softening you. <laughs> you know, I've lived with you. I can see how you're blooming and growing and uh, um, it's amazing what family does. So that is it. Kenan? So thank you, Vami, especially. I think uh, let me do the honors of thanking you because thank I know you. you've, uh, Ezra and you know each other personally. But I want to thank you for, you know, honoring us with your presence here. God allowing you to be here with us today. We are thankful for that. And whatever you've shared, I know it will go a long way in not, I don't, not only helping, her, helping us, but helping someone there who needs to hear that. So we thank you. 
and we want to say we will we'll do more work together and we we may God bless you in your Thank ministry you. and whatever you do. Thank you. Yeah. That is it amazing truth podcast season uh, episode 2 season 3 uh, right off the kitchen now it has been cooked meditate eat upon it as we get ready for the next season amazing truth podcast here we come <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the amazing truth podcast we hope you were blessed as you listen don't forget to share like and subscribe God bless you and see you on the next one.